The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion approached him and appealed to him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, suffering dreadfully. He said to him, I will come and cure him. The centurion said in reply, Lord, I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man subject to authority, with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come here, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Amen, I say to you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I say to you, many will come from the east and the west and will recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the banquet in the kingdom of heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, good morning. Well, this just so happens to be the uh, gospel reading that uh, I had as my very first homiletic practice homily. So for any of those you ask, well, how long do you work on these homilies? Well, this one's been about four years in the working. So I've had a lot of time to really think about it. Um, what struck me from the very first time I read it it's the last words we say before we approach to receive Jesus. It's really critical that we take it from that perspective. I am not worthy that you should enter underneath my roof. Only say the words and I shall be, my soul shall be healed. The difference is the servant or the slave that he's talking about it's the only difference with our soul. Well, I really started to see something deeper than this being a historical event that we're to be reminded about the centurion's faith. It really is about how we are to be approaching the altar to receive Jesus. Um, as I really started to think about this and look at the centurion and his discussion about command, coming and going, the ability to just follow what you're supposed to do. It's interesting when you think about our soul and if we go back to the book of Genesis, we see that before the fall, before the apple, when original sin wasn't there, Man and woman walked in perfect harmony with the Lord. Perfect harmony. We didn't have this tension. We didn't have really the war going on inside of us between our reason and our desires. Today, even though we have gone through baptism and original sin is healed, we still suffer the effects we still have death, we still have the effects of desire maybe getting the most of us some of the time. And we succumb to that. 
And here the centurion is saying, I, when I say a command, it happens. In the catechism, uh, we read that the soul is, is, is one piece, but maybe there's different actions in the soul. One of the actions, and sometimes it's called the spirit, remembers the old way. It remembers that perfect harmony, and it orients us towards the supernatural relationship with God. It keeps reminding us. And I see the centurion playing that role in our own soul, saying it's possible for us to be in complete harmony with God again. And this is the nourishment, the combination of reconciliation and this nourishment is what leads us back to the healing that we really want, we desire so deeply for. Um, this idea of slavery, um, that's, a, that's a hard word for us to kind of wrap our hands around to make this applicable to us as we, as we start down this journey of Advent on this Monday, the first Monday of, so it's really a work day of us starting our journey in Advent. There's a close connection between, if we look at the definition of slavery and really an addict, um, the definition of an addict really comes back to be one who is really devoted and sacrifices for something. And they can't really not do it. They have no choice. And when we think about the sins that we have, these are the things that we can't really get away from. They just really have a hold over us. So in some ways, when we think about uh, the centurion describing his servant, his slave is paralyzed, in many ways we have to think that's the part in our soul that's really we can't give up these certain addictions. We can't give up these certain sins. And, and we just, we keep falling towards those. This is the right place to be, to get that healing. That's really what we should be looking for for this Advent. To really have a focus on cleansing ourselves to receive the best gift of all, Jesus. This part of Advent, this waiting, that's what we want, healing. Um, one final thought. Uh, about a month or so ago, I just happened to be back in the little church with my grandson uh, at one Sunday Mass. Um, I hadn't been there in a long time, but so my little grandson, four years old, and um, the reading was the uh, 10 lepers. And typically we think about uh, the lepers offering gratitude. Only one came back and offered gratitude. That's kind of the subject. But um, that was the reading for that particular Sunday. We were back in the back. And um, the instructor was leading Little Church. And so she read the 
gospel, and then she was just going to ask questions. Um, well, there <clears throat> happened to be uh, one young boy. Uh, I think he had some mobility limitations that, you know, maybe will be him, with him for a long period of his life. And uh, he actually had to be carried back into the little church, but he was sitting there, I think, on his big sister's lap. And so the, the teacher got to a point, and she said, uh, talking about the lepers, um, she said, what do you think the people with this skin uh, issue, um, what do you think the lepers were asking of Jesus? And he quickly raised his hand, and he says, I want to be healed. When I heard it, it was like I heard the actual lepers 2,000 years ago talking to Jesus, so passionate, I want to be healed. I tell that story because it's the same type of passion we need to have right after we say, I am not worthy. And we come down to this row and we receive Jesus. I want to be healed. That's the way we need to approach the altar today. So we've started the journey for Advent. And let's keep this in mind that there's work to be done. So reconciliation and Eucharist, uh, reading the word, uh, thinking about those areas that we want to free ourselves from before the best gift of Christmas, uh, Jesus, before he comes. Let's offer our petitions.